0: Boston, amen, Wisconsin, that God will send a laborer, maybe God will lay it upon your heart to start a church in Boston, amen, we've plowed the ground, now it's time to sow the seed, amen. If you have your Bibles this morning, if you stand for the reading of the Word of God, Daniel chapter 9 this morning, I'm going to read verse 12, and then we're going to the book of Mark, chapter 16, verse 14 through 20, <clears throat> Amen. Thank you, musicians. Thank you, praise team. Thank you, saints of the Most High God, for worshiping your God. Amen. Daniel chapter 9, verse 12. Everybody's there. Say amen. Amen. And he hath confirmed his words, which he spake against us and against our judges that judge us by bringing upon us a great evil. Amen. A great evil. For under the whole heaven have not been done as have been done upon Jerusalem. To the book of Mark. Chapter fourteen chapter sixteen verse fourteen Afterwards <clears throat> he appeared unto the leaven as they set at meat and unbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they believed not them which had sent had seen him after he was risen. And he said unto them. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So then after the Lord has spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and set on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. And I want to minister to you for a while from this thought, confirming the word. Confirming the Word. Pray with me one more time. Father, again we give praise and honor and thanksgiving to you today. Sweet Holy Spirit, sweet Heavenly Dove, we're asking you to stay with us, O God. Let us not leave the way that we came, God, but let us leave changed and renewed and refreshed in the Holy Ghost, God. And we will give you all the glory and honor and praise and thanksgiving in Jesus, Jesus, Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And you may be seated this morning. Amen. Confirming the Word. Amen. The book of Daniel, amen, is a very unique book in the Bible, amen. Some people believe that Daniel is a correlation and a revelation just like the book of Revelation. We see Daniel's life is one that patterns a man of great character somewhat like Joseph. He's found himself in a place that he doesn't want to be but he still allows God to use him where he is at that very moment. Daniel is a book filled with prophecy and dreams and visions like the book of Revelation, but the overall things in the confirmation in the book of the Bible is that God will confirm His Word. Daniel, amen, finds himself with his companions going through basically six conflicts uh, that we see that are recorded in the book of Daniel. The first we see is between pagans, self self. self-indulgence and conscientious abstinence, and we see that abstinence wins. We see the second conflict is between pagan magic and heavenly wisdom and interpretation of dreams, and we see that wisdom wins. We see the third conflict is heathen idolatry arrayed against loyalty to God, and loyalty to God wins. We see a pagan king who prides away against divine sovereignty and God always wins. We see, amen, a impetus, uh, sacrilegious arrayed against, uh, reverence for sacred objects and we see that reverence wins. We see that it is a conflict between malicious plotting and the providence of God over his saints. And we see that God wins. So no matter how you look at it, Daniel is a book that brings you and I into a revelation to take a strong look, amen, of what God says and what God will do. Daniel is a fulfillment of what God had prophesied to the prophet Jeremiah that his people would go into captivity for 70 years, and now they are in captivity as Daniel is in the book, amen. God had told Jeremiah because of the people. People's rebellion and because of their disobedient to the Word of God, that He would take them into captivity. And now they're in captivity, and God is fulfilling what He says He would do. Amen. Sometimes we can look at it, and we can go and say, well, I'm trying to figure it out. What is the visions? What is the dreams? What is the signs that God is trying to show us through these books? And the overall things in the whole book, Book of God is God is going to confirm His Word. Don't try to figure out all the visions. Don't try to figure out all the prophecy. It's going to happen. Amen. God just wants you to live according to His Word. Amen. He's going to confirm His Word. So what does it mean to confirm something? It means to establish to the truth, uh, to make accurate or validate, uh, to acknowledge with definite assurance, uh, to sanction, to make firm, to fix, to prove, amen, or to be fulfilled. The Bible lets us know that in Hebrews 11, I meant 6 verse 13 that for when God made promise to Abraham because he could swear by no greater he swore by himself saying surely blessing I will bless thee and multiplying I will multiply thee and so after he had patiently endured he obtained the promise for men verily swear by the greater and offer confirmation is to them an end of all strife wherein God God, willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs a promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things, in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled to, for refuge, to lay hold upon the hope set before us, which hope we have in an anchor for the soul, both sure and steadfast and which entered into that within the veil whether the forerunner is for us entered even Jesus made a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek you see God gave Abraham a promise he says Abraham you leave home and I will bless you and it was 25 years later before Abraham got the promise of God but God's word is going to be confirmed when God tells you something. I don't know the distance. I don't know how long it's going to take. But you don't have to worry about leaving here until He fulfills what He says He's going to do. Amen. His promises are yea, and they are amen. The Bible says God confirmed what He says with an oath. When I enlisted in the military, I had to stand and I raised my hand and I says I, Rufus Parker, do solemnly swear that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States of America against all enemies, foreign and domestic, and that I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same. Amen. I took the oath, though, I've enlisted and said I was going to do what I said I was going to do. And this is what God did for Abraham. He says, Abraham, you're going to have a son. And to prove to you I mean business, I'm going to be the oath. Because you're not going to get anybody greater than God. And so God becomes the the, the thing that is not going to change. Amen. His word and His oath and His promise is never going to change. Amen. Abraham and Sarah, they figured, man, God made this promise to me a long time ago. Amen. And it ain't happened yet. So maybe God meant that you're supposed to go to my maid and raise up a child. You see, Abraham, we're getting old. Amen. Amen. And the Bible says that Sarah was 90 and Abraham was 100. Wow. You think about that. The wounds should have been dead. But the writer of Hebrews 11 says, Through faith. Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed when she was past age, because she judged him faithful that had promised. Therefore, swing even as one, and he that is good is dead. Amen. As many as the stars in the sky in multitude, and the sand by the seashores, innumerable. Amen. I come to tell you this morning, God is going to fulfill his word. You just have to hang on and wait. Amen. God calls those things as though they were not. As though they were. Abraham and Sarah felt they was dead. They was too old. They couldn't have kids. But God says I'll show you who I am. I am the creator of all things. As Job says, there's hope of a tree. If it be cut down, that it'll live again. And it's in the roots. Amen. Will sprout again. He said, though the way Wax all in the earth. He says, Yet through the sin of water it will bud and bring forth pearls like a plant. Amen. God is going to confirm his words to you and I today. Paul says to the church at Rome and the fourth chapter, the 13th verse For the promise that he should be the heirs of the world was not to Abraham or his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if they which are for the law be heirs, faith is made void, and the promise made of none effect. Because the law worketh wrath, well, where where the no law is, there is no transgression. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace. To the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is by the law, but to that which also is of but of Abraham, who is the father of us all, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations, before him whom he believed, even God, who quickened the dead and caused those things which be not as though they were. Amen. I'm here to tell you, you're quickened. That's what Paul said to the church in Ephesus. You, who was dead in your trespasses and sin, have he quickened together with him? By grace are you saved and not of works. It is the gift of God. I come to tell you today, God is going to confirm His Word. Paul said to the church of Galatians, For you are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many as you have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ. And if you be Christ's, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So what promises God made Abraham? If you've been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, the promises are for you. He's got to fulfill his promise. He's got to fulfill his word. You don't have to worry. He's going to come through. They that wait upon the Lord <laughs> shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings as eagles. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word shall not pass away. He said in Matthew five eighteen, for verily I say to you, till heaven and earth pass, not one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law until it be fulfilled. He's going to fulfill what he said he's going to do. He's going to confirm it. Amen. He says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you're going to be also. He's got to fulfill His Word. He's coming again. And we need to be looking up. Because right now, our redemption is getting ready to draw nigh. Amen. We need to be preparing for the coming of the Lord every day. No man knows the minute of the hour that He's coming. He just says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go, I'm coming to get you again. My question to you is, are you ready? He says to Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Thus, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall you call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And you shall seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. And I will be found of you, saith the Lord. And I will turn away your captivity. And I will gather you from all the nations and from the places where I have driven you, saith the Lord. And I will bring you again into the place whence I caused you to be carried away captive. So no matter where you are, God can bring you back. It's a promise from God. Amen. He will fulfill His Word. Amen. Paul says to Timothy, It is a faithful saying. For if we be dead with Him, we shall also live with Him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with Him. If we deny Him, He will deny us. If we believe not, yet He abides faithful. He can't deny Himself. You see, God is faithful. God cannot deny Himself from being faithful. Amen. He has to Confirm what the Word says He is. Amen. He's not going to contradict Himself. He gives you something to do. He tells you He's going to do something. He's going to do it. He's going to confirm it. You just have to wait. Amen. So Daniel 9 is just, He's letting us know God is going to fulfill what He says. Because He had already told Jeremiah, This is what's going to happen. Whether good or evil, God is going to do it. Amen. In John 12:47, the Lord says, "And if any man hear my word and believe not, I'm not judging you. for I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. He that rejected me and received not my word have one that judgeth him. the word that I have spoken the same shall judge him." And the last day. God said, I didn't come to judge you. I come to save you. But you need to know that the word is going to judge you. In the last day, let me spiritualize it for you a little bit. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, with not Him by anything made that was made. And the Word was made flesh, and dwelt amongst us. And we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So that same Jesus is going to be the same one that judge you in the last day. Because he's the word. The same one that says, I am the way, the truth, and the life is going to be the same one that judge you in the last day. The same one in Matthew eleven twenty eight said, Come unto me, all ye that are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your soul. It's going to be the same one that judge you in the last day. The same one that stood and says, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. For out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. This spake he of the Spirit that they believe on him, do it receive. is going to be the same one that judged you in the last day. The same one that turned the water into wine is going to be the same one that judged you in the last day. The same one that said to Nicodemus, you must be born again uh, of the water and the Spirit is the same one that's going to judge you in the last day. The same one that says in John 10.10, 10, that thief come not but to steal, kill, and to destroy, but I am come that you might have life uh, and life more abundantly it's the same one that's going to judge you in the last day. The same one that Isaiah saw sitting upon the throne where the angels cried, Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of His glory. It's going to be the same one that judge you in the last day. He's going to confirm His Word with signs following. Amen. The problem is you don't want to wait. For the fruition to come to pass. He's going to fulfill His Word. You see, it would have been easy for Abraham and Sarah to hang on in there. See, that's why after they had Isaac, Abraham wasn't afraid to offer up Isaac anymore to the Lord. See, because he knew that God fulfills His Word. You see, God had already told Abraham, "In Isaac, shall I make my covenant? And Isaac wasn't even born. He wasn't even born yet. And God told Abraham, and Isaac, I'm going to... Notice, he even gave him his name. And the kid ain't even born. And God says, I'm going to make my covenant with Isaac. Can you imagine Abraham going, what? Isaac? he got no Isaac. But God gave him the kid's name. And said, I will make my covenant with Isaac. With him. And that's why when God says, I want you to offer your only begotten son Isaac. On Mount Moriah, which is a representation of Jesus Christ being crucified on Mount Moriah. Amen. On the hill of Galgotha. Amen. Abraham did not delay. He says, come on, get the word, get the firemen, the land. We're going up yonder to worship, and we're coming again. You see, Abraham has already figured this thing out by now, that what God says, uh, he's going to do. Amen. So Abraham said, we're just going up yonder to worship. I'm not going up there to kill him. We're going up there to worship because God has already told me in His Word that in Isaac the covenant would be. Amen. What promises has God made you? Amen. Moses told the children of Israel in Deuteronomy 31.5, And the Lord shall give unto them... Before your face, that ye may do unto them according unto all the commandments which I have commanded you. Be strong and of good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that goeth out, that goeth with thee, he will not fail thee. Forsake you. How many times you heard that? See, you go to Hebrews, you find that, right? 13.5, thirteen five, I won't leave you nor forsake you. Isn't it amazing? God tells us back here. And now Moses is there saying it back over here. This word can't change. He has to fulfill what he says he will do. Amen. You just hang in there. That's all you got to do is wait on God. Don't take matters into your own hand. Wait upon God. When the Lord told the prophet Joel in Joel two, in the last days said God, I will proud of my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And in Acts two, Amen, many years later down the road, the Bible says. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, there was all in one accord and one place, and suddenly there came from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God give them utterance. God says it here. He's got to fulfill it over here. Amen. If He Promise you here, he's gonna fulfill it here. They're yay and amen. With signs following. Amen he told them, you shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. So when Peter and John decided to go to prayer in Acts 3, and they came to the temple, amen, and the lame man was laying there, asking for alms. Peter says, sever and go, Have we not, but such as we have, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the hand, and he that were lame leaped. He stood Up and he went into the temple leaping and walking and praising God. Why? Because God has to fulfill His Word. Praise God. You just have to believe. Wait, He'll do it. Praise God. So this is why you've got to believe God in His Word. He will confirm His Word to you and I. Malachi 3 says, You bring all the tithes into the storehouse and prove me now, saith the Lord. If I won't open the windows of heaven and pull you out a blessing, that you won't have room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for you. In other words, I will get rid of your enemies. He's gotta fulfill His Word. You won't have room enough to receive all the blessings of God. Do you trust Him? Do you believe Him? Amen. This is key, and this is important to you and I, amen, that God is going to do what He said He's going to do. And Second Chronicles chapter 7, when Solomon dedicated the temple of God, verse twelve, Second uh, Chronicles 7, verse 12, And the Lord appeared unto Solomon by night, uh, and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer, and have chosen this place to myself, uh, for in house of sacrifice, uh, if I shut up heaven, that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will heal their lands. Now now, mine eyes shall be open and my ear attendeth unto the prayer that is made in this place for Now have I chosen and sanctified this house that my name may be there forever and mine eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. And as for thee, if thou wilt walk before me as David thy father walked and do according to all that I have commanded thee and shall observe my statutes and my judgments, then will I establish the throne of thy kingdom according as I have covenant with David thy father, saying, There shall not fail thee a man, a ruler in Israel. God's made him a promise Amen, about that house that he had just built for him. And God says, I will be there. My name will be there. And if they humble themselves and seek my face, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive them of their sins. And I will heal the land. And years later, King Jehoshaphat found himself facing the enemies of Ammon and Moab. And he went back to the same house, and he began to hold God to his word. He says, God, you said that when our enemies are greater than us, and they come out against us, if we come to this place, which is called by your name, and we seek you, that you will hear from heaven, and you will help us, that we don't have the strength for them. But God spoke, and said, so, tell King Jehoshaphat, and Jerusalem, and Judea, that battle is not yours, it is the Lord's. You need to hear that today. Your battles you're going through, is not yours, they're the Lord's. You need to just wait on God and allow God to fight the battle for you. You can't defeat the enemy. He's too powerful for you. But you allow God to defeat Him for you. Praise God. Do you know why the Scripture says you reap what you sow? <laughs> it's the Word. Think about it. You reap what you sow because it's in the Word. If you sow to the flesh, you're going to reap corruption. If you sow to the Spirit, you're going to reap life everlasting. The answer is which do you want? It's in the Word. If life and death is in the power of the tongue, it's recorded in the word. So you have to learn how to speak. Amen. According to the word. God is going to confirm his word. You just have to decide. The Lord said in Luke chapter 13, when they told him that Pilate had mingled the blood of some of the Jews with the Gentiles. He says, let me ask you a question. He says, suppose they were more sinners than all the Gentiles in the earth. He says, no, but I tell you, except you repent, you're also going to perish. <laughs> he's going to fulfill his word. See? And so that's why he put that story in there. You're going to have to repent or you're going to perish. Amen. God is not mean. <laughs> he's not loving and he's not uncaring. He's trying to tell you what you need to do. Right. Right. Amen. He says, if you don't turn around, then you're going to perish. He's not doing it. <laughs> you're doing it if you don't turn around. <laughs> That's just like the parents tell the kid, you know, you don't sit on I'm going and give you a spanking. You know, if the kid keeps jumping around, they give him a spanking. It ain't the parents' fault. It's the kid's fault. They didn't listen. Come on. You know, so the Word tells us, except we repent, we're going to perish. Because sin can't enter heaven. There's no getting around it. I don't care how much money you got. Donald, Hillary, everybody out there, you, me, I put my name out there too. If we're wrong and we don't turn around, we're going to perish. It's in the Word. Amen. Moses says, God has set before you life and death, blessings and cursing. He says, so if you're having a hard time trying to figure out what you want, he said, let me help you. Choose life. (laughs) So you can live. Nobody wants to die. You want to live. Amen. Do you want to have joy and peace? Or do you want to have trials and tribulations? I don't think it'd take a rocket scientist to figure this out, right? You want freedom and liberty? Or do you want bondage and imprisonment? You want mercy and grace? Or you want to get what you deserve? Hello? It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this stuff out. So choose life. Solomon puts it this way in Ezekiel, I meant Ecclesiastes, excuse me, verse 8, verse 11, chapter 8, verse 11. He says, because sentence against an evil work is not executed expedient. Ecclesiastes, chapter 8, verse 11. He says, because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the hearts of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. Think about that. In other words, he's saying, just because you see somebody else getting away with it, you think there's no consequences. And so you start doing the same bad things. Because you don't see him getting punished right now. He says, though a sinner do evil a hundred times, and his days be prolonged. He says, yet surely I know that it should be well with them that fear God, which fear before him. But it should not be well with the wicked. There's consequences. So what he is saying is it can be a long, long, long time down the road, but God is still gonna deal with it. See? But he's made a way. See? That's that's you know it's just simple. You can you can sin a hundred times, but you know what? If you turn around, <laughs> If you repent and come back to the Lord, then you're not going to have to worry about the consequence. See? You have a way of escape. (laughs) See? And this is what God is trying to get us to see. Get on the right track. Because He's going to confirm His Word. He's going to fulfill His Word. Amen. But if you repent and just be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin, the slate becomes clean, and you walk in newness of life. This is what Paul says in Romans six: huh? For as many as you've been baptized into Christ, you put on Christ. Now you're risen to walk in newness of life. Amen. That's what God came to start with to give you life and not death. Amen. He was willing to sacrifice Himself so that you and I could live. A Amen. And so Moses said, The Lord has set before you blessings and cursing. Amen. Life and death. Choose life so that you and your family might live. I come to tell you today, God will confirm His Word. Amen. Whatever you have need of, if God has promised you today, He will confirm it. Amen. Praise God. So Daniel says, Amen, that God will confirm His Word. And throughout Scripture, we see that God fulfills His Word with signs following. Let's stand this morning. Amen. If you're here today and you've never been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, amen, we'll baptize you. If you never received the gift of the Holy Ghost, you can receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Because the Bible says, for the promise is to you and to your children and to all that are far off even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And He's calling you today. Amen. And you can receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. How bad do you want it? Amen. These altars are open this morning. Amen. Whatever you have need of, God's got it and He's waiting to give it to you this morning. Amen. If you need joy, He's here. If you need healing, He's here. That's why the Bible says weeping may be doing for you night, but joy is coming in the morning. Amen. He's got to fulfill His word. Amen. Having an will pass away, but my word won't pass away. Amen. He'll give you the Holy Ghost. He'll give you strength. Amen. What do you need? Whatever you have need of, God has promised you in His word. And so you can receive what He He has. So the altars are open. Solomon says in Proverbs fourteen fourteen that a good man or a good woman is satisfied from themselves. So it means you gotta take a step away from you in order to get what God has for you. He's gonna fulfill his word. So if I was you, I'm not trying to use any kind of scare tactics because <laughs> we don't know when the Lord is coming. But he promised. He said, I'm going to prepare a place. And I'm coming back to receive you to myself. So the question is do you want it? Amen. Stay so saying we're opening the altars today. Amen. So let's come. Amen. And let God do his work for you. Amen.